I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. It's Dr. Terry Fisher here, and I am so excited to have you along for this week's episode. This week is all about voice technology and wearables. And who do you turn to if you want to learn about voice technology and wearables? None other than David Kemp. And I am so thrilled to have David on the podcast here. David is actually one of the contributing authors in the recently in the recent book that we just published, Voice Technology in Healthcare. And he comes on today to talk about uh, how he got into this space, how did he become an expert in hearables and voice technology, and he outlines some of the content of the chapter that he wrote. As well, we get into some uh, concrete examples of case scenarios of how this technology can be used to, to really make a difference in people's lives. So uh, if you do want to get more information on the book that we're referring to, you can always go to voicefirsthealth.com slash book. Uh, but without any further ado, I'm really excited to bring David Kemp on to the podcast. All right, Dave Kemp, welcome back to the Voice First Health Podcast. Great to have you here. Thanks a lot, Terry. Good to be here. All right. Well, it's been a while since uh, we chatted on the podcast, but you know we've we've been chatting uh, throughout social media and throughout conferences. So uh, it's been fun to see your your work uh, expand and grow, and uh, you're doing an amazing job with what you're doing. So first of all, um, let's get you to introduce yourself again to the audience. Sure. Thanks, Terry. And right back at you. I think that uh, you're like one of the most busy people on the internet right now. So um, <laughs> I can only I can only aspire to be as um, <laughs> as big of a content king as you. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. So my name's Dave Kemp. I am with the company Oak Tree Products. We are a distributor of uh, clinical supplies and assistive listening devices to the hearing healthcare professional. So we service that medical professional, really anybody that fits hearing aids. Um, and so uh, I also have a blog that uh, has now transformed into a podcast as well, Future Ear. My podcast is the uh, the Future Ear Radio Podcast. And uh, really what I'm trying to do is cover the intersection of um, like hearable technology stemming from my background in hearing aids, which are like uh, the preeminent hearable um, and voice technology. So I, I, you know, I do two podcasts a week where I bring on people from the world of uh, audiology, the world of hearables, the world of voice technology, and sort of just have this tr try to create kind of like a cohesive narrative around this budding intersection that I just find to be absolutely fascinating. That's amazing. And um, I've listened to your podcast and it's fantastic. I think you're a great interviewer, actually. I don't know if I've said that to you before. So I think Thank your you. questions are really great. And, um, and, you're, and you're a prolific content producer as well now because you're doing it twice a week. <laughs> and that's, I know what that takes. That takes a lot of, a lot of consistency and Thanks. a lot of effort. So good for you. Um, let's talk a little bit about so the, the intersection here of hearables and voice technology. Um, we'll get into the exciting news that we have about the book in just a moment. But I'd love to get your take on you know, how, how did you first see that interaction with voice technology and hearables? What's the, what's the origin story there? Sure. Um, so the very, the first time I like started coming around the voice technology, uh, you know, like world was the, the 
Alexa conference back when it was called the Alexa conference. I'm very proud that I can say that I was one of the OG Alexa conference people back when it was in the Chattanooga public library. Um, it's so funny. It's like when we were at project voice this year, which, which has been rebranded into, I, you know, I see so many familiar faces and it's just so cool to think back on when we were this small little group inside the public library and, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And uh, the reason I was there was because I started to really research uh, what was going to happen um, due to the fact that hearing aids were all becoming Bluetooth enabled. So back around 2015, 2016, there was this massive shift uh, in terms of the type of hearing aids that were coming to market. Um, everything was Bluetooth enabled. And because of that, I started thinking, well, this is a really big deal because then you basically unlock the the whole smartphone economy, you know, the app economy and all that. But I kept thinking like, what else are you going to be able to do with this? And uh, like so many people, you know, I always find it interesting, like who was the person that really got you interested in this? And a lot of people would cite Gary Vaynerchuk. For me, it was Brian Romilly. Um, I came across him on Twitter I just kind of got into a rabbit hole reading his stuff. And I was like, this is a really, really interesting premise. And the way that I thought about it was, okay, so if this, uh, you know, the way that he describes it is this sort of paradigm shift into the way in which we interact with technology. Every, you know, uh, 10 to 12 years, you have sort of this new interface that emerges. Um, and this idea of voice made a lot of sense to me because, you know, it's this idea of simplifying everything back to the basics and being able to have a four-year-old communicate with this type of technology or a 95-year-old. And that to me was like the big aha moment. And so what I started to think was, okay, well, if this is going to be a thing and smart speakers continue to proliferate and people continue to increasingly depend on them for more and more things, I thought that, well, wouldn't it be likely that they would then want that type of functionality on their person? And so I said, well, what better of a home uh, than these new you know, Bluetooth connected hearing aids that you're wearing all day, every day? Um, not to mention sort of the consumer side that was just starting to take shape, largely being ushered in by AirPods. And so that's how I got into this whole thing was just this notion and this idea that I thought it was entirely possible that the evolution of uh, the way in which we interact with our smartphones would be unbundled to the more like peripheral peripheral wearable devices um, and having voice as, you know, not only the user interface, but also the voice assistant serving as the actual operating system. Yeah, that's great. And, and it's clear, um, you know, hearing you speak and, and, uh, you know, following your work that you're now one of the leaders in this area of voice technology and, and hearables. And it's such a, such a, it just makes sense to me, you know, and intuitively that, you know, with, with, with speaking, there's listening as well. And that's right. part of the, that's part of the oral t type of communication. So I think that's really exciting because of that. Um, you know, it's, it's really wonderful that we've had the opportunity to work together on this special project on the yep. voice technology and healthcare book. And you are one of the chapter authors and I'd love for you to, um, share with us a little bit about, um, the process and of course, you know, a little bit of information in terms of what did you write about? What did you learn out of it? And your, your thoughts on, on that whole, that whole deal. Yeah, for sure. And first of all, I want to thank you. I want to thank the whole hymns group, you know, Harry Papa's and, um, David Metcalf and, and everybody else. Uh, this is just an amazing opportunity. 
And so, you know, regarding the process, what's interesting is at the time when you approached me about this, I had been writing what I called the daily update. So I was, you know, midway through, I'd probably written about 75, 80 of these. So I had actually gotten into the habit of writing daily. And I think that it was good timing because, um, you know, I was like, I felt as if I was kind of honing this craft of writing and being pretty religious about it. And so when you presented me with this idea of like, can you write a 10,000 word chapter on, you know, kind of like everything that you're passionate about, wearables, voice technology, uh, in the medical setting, I said, that sounds like a really good challenge. Um, and so I'll be perfectly honest. You know, I, I had a good idea in my head of, of the outline. I sent you the outline, but when push came to shove, like so many other people, you know, with, with something that's kind of daunting like that, I kind of procrastinated. And what I finally did is one day, I, I, I can't remember, I think it was like a Sunday. I just like went into my room, closed my door, and I uh, just got into like this, uh, <laughs> into this almost like trance. Mode, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just cranked it out. I actually wrote it in one day. Wow. Uh, I obviously edited it afterwards, but I remember I was, I was writing, uh, and I told my girlfriend that I was going to be doing this. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to just knock out 10,000 words. I'm going to see if I can do this. I think I can do it. I write about a thousand words every day. So it's just like I'm basically writing 10 of the types of articles that I write, but I got to do it. And so I did it and I just went in there and I, I was texting her updates. I'm like 6,000, wow. <laughs> 7,000. So it was, it was actually pretty, a pretty cool process. And it was a pretty cool thing for me to like be able to tell myself like you can do this. Um, so as a writer, cause I have a journalism background, this was one of the, this was like, for me, like if I was a mountain climber, like this was the highest peak that I've climbed yet. So wow. I really appreciate the opportunity of even getting the chance to do this and the challenge of, uh, of doing it. And, um, so that was sort of the process of, of how I, how this thing came to life. And then after I wrote it, I went back through, I mean, there was, a, it was kind of messy. So I had to really clean it up and, and, you know, rearrange it a little bit, but, uh, but that's how I did it. Amazing, amazing. That's a really nice, I love hearing that story about how you yeah. did it. I, I did not know that, so that's really yeah. cool. Um, so let's talk about the content. So, you know, how did you tackle what you were gonna write about and what what what's in the chapter? What can people expect to read when they pick it up? So uh, I was actually reading it before this conversation. I read it again and um, I like how I laid it out because what I did was, uh, it's more or less like five parts. And what I did is I sort of led from, all the way like on the technical side of the technology, like how this is even becoming enabled. Uh, and as it goes through, it, it um, sort of progressively starts to get more personal to like the end user. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, like, and as I've been talking with more and more experts in various fields pertaining to all this, um, basically what's happening is that you're having um, consumer grade devices that are being per, that that have the type of technology uh that um as, as essentially uh legitimize them as medical grade wearable devices hmm. um, mm-hmm. so you take the apple watch for example or you take some of these different hearing aids for example these are you know particularly the apple watch these are mass market devices um that have you know, if, if we go to like the Apple Watch Series 4, this has like an ECG monitor in it. Right. And so what excites me about all this and what I wrote about was that 
um, one of the biggest applications, and there's going to be a number of applications uh, in a number of different environments where this plays, but what the one I really focused on was um, sort of the everyday person that could more or less build a longitudinal data health uh, or a health data set essentially. Mm. Okay. So longitudinal health data set. Okay? okay. So what I mean by that is that, and you would know this well, you know, today, if I want to go and uh, if I'm not wearing any sort of wearable or anything, um, I want, you know, and, and I want to know like where I stand with my heart rate. Um, I'm only, or, or my blood pressure, I'm only going to be capturing that in the times where I'm in that actual medical setting. Uh, where I'm at, at the physician's office or whatever, and I have the blood cuff on it, and they're measuring my blood pressure. Sure. Um, so I'm only I'm only really jotting that on the plot of data, you know, like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And so what fascinates me about uh, the wearable sides of this is that, particularly on the data collection side, we're going from a very sporadic. Uh, low populated data set that, you know, once or twice a year to um, these types of wearables that we're wearing on our bodies that can be collecting and, and, and capturing that data on the minute, on the hour, 365 days a year. And so for me, what that means is that we're going to have a whole lot more of these broad, much more robust data sets. Okay. So I talked a lot about this and what I talked about was the actual types of the, the methodology in which these devices work. So like how they're capturing this. And the reason I did that, like I talked a lot about PPG sensors, right? So these are the optical based sensors that are increasingly being placed into different wearable devices. So like the underside of an Apple watch, um, they're now small enough to be embedded as of about a year and a half ago, they're now small enough to be embedded into a receiver in the canal hearing aid, which Hmm. is the, um, you know, it's the most popular type of hearing aid, but it's also the smallest type of wearable device. So because these types of sensors um, are being widely embedded, um, they're able to capture a lot of this data. But what's really interesting about these sensors is they're not really necessarily capturing new things. The way that we're gleaning new insights is the machine learning algorithms that are being layered on top of this. So I talked Uh. about, you know, Basically, you capture all this data and then you got to figure out what am I looking at, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that this is taking shape is that the machine learning is going and it's able to detect patterns. And again, so what we're building toward, I think, is this idea where I'm going to be wearing uh, an Apple Watch for the next five years, you know, whatever. And so I have this robust data set. And over time, as we're seeing now, you're starting to be able to um, monitor things like blood pressure. There's not new data that's being captured, but it's the machine learning algorithms that are now able to do pattern recognition to detect, oh, okay, so we can now accurately measure someone's blood pressure. And this is going to be the case with tons and tons of different metrics. Mm. So that sort of like the inherent technology that enables this whole thing um, is, is, is really sort of at its onset. And it's exciting because we're seeing it being proliferated wide and far. That's why I'm so fascinated by Apple's wearables because I think this will, uh, I think AirPods will follow suit with this. I know that a lot of the different hearing aids that are on the market are increasingly being outfit with these. So that's what's so exciting about me from the data collection standpoint. And then from there, what I started to talk about 
was how do we layer voice on top of this? Uh, yeah. And so this piece is where I'm really fascinated by. Okay. So again, it's this idea that we're capturing lots and lots of data. We're establishing these longitudinal data sets. Um, then I think the big opportunity for voice assistance in this scenario is for the idea of like, I wrote a post two years ago about this called nurse Siri. Mm-hmm. Um, you could think of it as health coach Siri or nutritionist Siri. Um, you know, so it's this idea where you're actually getting the voice assistant that provides you with actionable insight into that data. Because collecting all this data is one thing, but making sense of the data is sort of the the, the more important piece of this. Right. And I think that that's where it gets really exciting is this idea that, you know, if it's nursery, what it could be doing is it's, you know, it's constantly monitoring this and it's using that longitudinal data set to serve as a benchmark for you because it knows over the course of five years this is what normal looks like and when it detects abnormal in your heart rate in your blood pressure in your glucose and all of the different types of metrics that are slowly being able to be captured by these types of sensors um, then you can start to get these really interesting actionable insights. Hey, David, your heart rate's been off for the past week. Let's get you into a doctor. You can imagine this being applied to your, you know, your diet too. Like you could have this um, connected, you know, to the types of apps that might be used to collect this. Um, and, and, and again, using the voice assistant scenario where, you know, you could envision this idea where you're like, okay, so for breakfast, I ate uh, two hard boiled eggs for lunch, I ate a turkey sandwich. Um, and so you're, you're actually using the voice assistant to log all of your nutritional information. And so what's exciting to me about all this is it's a new type of data set that I think it will be really interesting to see how this gets integrated into the broader, like, um, you know, like electronic health record data set mm. as well, mm. so that we just have, uh, you know, this, I, I, I can just foresee the scenario where you go into the doctor and the doctor, you know, you've already basically conveyed all this through your voice mm. assistant, which is probably communicating with the doctor's voice assistant, so that he has this, he has this data set in front of him, he has like all of these actionable things, so that it's not just like me just sort of you know, shooting from the hip being like, yeah, I haven't really been feeling that good. And, and it's, you know, he doesn't have a lot or she doesn't have a lot to work off of. Now they have a, like this really uh, coherent type of information sitting right in front of them. So that's the gist of what I talked about. And, and as I went through, I talked about how this will it really be impactful for the end user, for caregivers, for all different types of stakeholders, you know, in this whole thing. Amazing. Yeah. That, oh, that's such a great summary of, of what you, what you talked about. Um, the idea of the wearables. And then I, I love that just sort of layering the voice on top of it as the new interface or the new operating system as I'm talking about it or, or that sort of thing. And then becoming hands-free with all of this. And, um, oh, it's just, it's, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, so that's fantastic. So that's chapter six in the book, Voice and Wearables by David Kemp. Amazing. Um, I have to say thank you to you for, for the effort and the time that you put into writing that. It's such a wonderful uh, a part of the book and a uh, really, really important part. So um, yeah, I just, just I'll say publicly thank you for thank you for doing that.
Yeah, absolutely, Terry. It was a, a really a cool experience. Like I said, um, you know, it's one of these things where uh, I think we're kind of at the bleeding edge of it. But what excites me the most is that it's really a young technology, just like voice technology is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really am bullish on this idea that wearables will they'll, they'll serve two main purposes. Um, actually, they're going to serve a lot of different purposes, but in this context, they're going to serve two main purposes. They're going to be the data collectors. And I understand that there might be ethical questions that come from this privacy questions, concerns. Um, so a lot of these things are going to have to be worked through. I'm not just trying to say this is going to happen. And, um, but I think there'll be data collectors. And then I think that there'll be the home in which the voice assistant resides, whether it be in our ear, on our wrist. And I think that's a cool idea because, again, it's this idea of, you know, uh, I think we tend to, or, or some people, they tend to think of Alexa as like this way to check the weather or, um, you know, way to play music. But we know, I think a lot of us in the voice industry know that there's such a bigger vision here. It's truly like a, a new computing platform. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, it, these two things really excite me. And I think that they're going to really work in tandem well together. So two areas that I would definitely recommend everybody to keep an eye on um, in terms of how they work together. That's amazing. And that's a great segue. So for people to keep an eye on what is happening in this field, <laughs> what are some resources that you can suggest? And of course, I want you to highlight your own. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, um, I would definitely say, uh, you know, with my blog, futureear.co, um, my podcast too, uh, future ear radio podcast. Um, you know, I think there's, I, I try to bring on a wide variety of people uh, that are at this intersection, you know, whether it be audiologists or um, uh, people in the voice side, people in the wearable side. Um, so I've had a lot of experts on that uh, give a way better um, understanding of the complexities here. And I think what's exciting is that a lot of people are coming at this from different directions and they're bringing their own style of expertise uh, to the table. And I just think that there, you know, what's given me so much assurance that this is, um, that there's some really exciting things on the horizon uh, is how intelligent the people are that I've met and how well thought out this all is. You know, you can tell that mm. there are people that I've talked to on my podcast that have been thinking about this for 20 years and they've been at this for their whole career. Um, so definitely check out Future Ear and, uh, and all the different types of people that I've brought on. And, and again, thank you so much, Terry, for, uh, for giving me the opportunity to not only write the book or, or write the chapter, but uh, for coming on and sharing a little bit about Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Dave's one of these, uh, to the to listeners here, Dave's one of these guys that, uh, you know, one of, one of the, probably one of the first guys that I met in the voice space. And it's been fun <laughs> to sort of follow along and see, see what you're doing and your stuff growing. So uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. Dave, thanks again for, for everything yeah. you're doing. And Thank you, uh, we'll chat again really soon. Cheers. So there you go, huh? What an enjoyable episode with Dave. Um, like I said, Dave and I met early on when I first started uh, getting involved in the voice community. And uh, it's been a real pleasure to watch him grow his brand and to see him become the real expert that he is now in this area. As you heard in this uh, episode, it was a real pleasure uh, to have him part of the contributing authors for the book, Voice Technology and Healthcare. You can hear his 
expertise and the wonderful different case scenarios that he has laid out for where this technology is going to have some of the greatest impacts. If you would like more information and to have a look at the show notes, you can always go to voicefirsthealth.com slash 63. And if you want to look at the book and perhaps get a copy of this book that we've been talking about, you can go to voicefirsthealth.com slash book. And that's got all the information there for you. I hope you're doing well. Take care. Uh, stay safe. And I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Take care, everybody.